Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the greatest spectacle is being brought to you with Julian Chewbacca Fairy, Anthony A.J. Lujan, Clifford Red John Miller, and this is Get the K.O. Welcome everybody to another fine and the greatest edition of your favorite MMA podcast as well as your favorite MMA YouTube channel right now. This is Get the KO and I am your host Clifford Red Dog Miller and with me as always is the man himself Anthony AJ Luhan. You can call me Lou, bite me. So, we don't have a really a lot to talk about. It's kind of a light week. Um, but we will cover UFC Fight Night 158. We're going to talk about UFC Fight Night 159. Uh, we'll give our predictions for that. Um, and then we have uh, the Tyson Fury fight we're going to talk about. And then, uh, you know, the folk happen. So, let's just, jump, let's just jump right into it, right? So, let's get into this first fight, right, Anthony? So, we started off with uh, Misha Serkinov versus Jim Crute. Um, this was a fight ended in the first round. 338 by Peruvian neck choke. So the crazy thing about this fight was Jim Crew was on top. He's landing heavy bombs. He's repeatedly ba- uh, landing, 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 shot after shot after shot. Uh, Serkinov just made a crazy move, got the sweep, got on top, locked in the Peruvian neck t- uh, necktie, and Jim Crew had nothing to do but tap out. So in this fight, I had taken Crew, Anthony, and Julie, who is also having technical difficulties once again. Uh, she, uh, you guys picked, uh, Serkinov, so, who did you I pick? picked Jimmy Croup. You took Croup, too? So, and that, I was 0-1, Anthony was 0-1, Julie was 1-0, congratulations to her, I guess. Um, do you happen to see this fight, Anthony? Uh, no, unfortunately, I was at a Husker game, baby. Oh, yeah, that's right, you were at the Husker game. So... We're going to move up to this next fight, and I really, I really, we got to talk about this fight. So, um, Uriah Hall versus Antonio Carlos Jr., right? Um, this is how it rocks down uh, fight-wise. Uriah Hall, one knockdown, 41 of 86 total strikes, 34 of 79 for significant strikes, 0 for 0 for his takedowns. Uh, Antonio Carlos Jr., he was uh, 81 for 148 for his total strikes, 22 of 69 for his significant strikes, 3 for 8 for his takedowns. So what makes this fight pretty unique was uh, Uriah Hall, when he wanted to turn on, he was able to bust open uh, He was able to bust open Antonio Carlos's nose pretty quick. Um, and it just flooded out. Like, just poured and poured and poured and poured and poured. So it was uh, kind of crazy to see uh, it go down. But um, the scorecards had it. Uh, 29, 28, 28, 29, 29, 28, split decision for Uriah Hall. I personally had this fight 29, 28 for, uh, Carlos Jr. Um, I just felt like he was the better striker. He was able to control the fight. He was taking it down to the ground. Uh, Uriah Hall did land a pretty significant punch in the second round, which caused a knockdown. Um, but I thought overall one and three should have gone to Antonio Carlos, but I don't get paid for this. And that's why he probably didn't win that fight. 
Yeah, I uh, I had a twenty nine twenty eight. I had Uri Hall. Um, that second round was big for him. But you know, even in the first round, right there going, his jab was just so much quicker. I mean, every time he wanted to connect, he connected, and it was, it, it, it they were they were noticeable. So I just I I think Uri Hall won that fight. Well, see, and then my, my only problem with it, right, was in the total strike rounds, right, um, 81 of 148, he, like, Antonio Carlos Jr. threw 81 punches, and Uriah Hall only threw 86. So, I mean, like, landing, Antonio landed 81 punches, Uriah Hall just attempted 86. So, I mean, the accuracy part, and you could be like, well, he was more accurate. No, not really, because he was at 47.7% where Antonio Carlos Jr. was at um, 54.7. So he's landing more, but his significant strikes is where the big key factor is, and I'll give props yes. to that, because 34 of 79 for 43% versus 22 of 69 for 31.9%. However, this would be the next part that I would argue back. 3 of 8 for takedowns, that's a massive move, right? So you're talking 37% is what he's doing. By the way, we're getting all these numbers off of Google, just kind of let you guys know. Um, but this fight, like, was taken to the ground, and Antonio Carlos was able to land repeatedly, repeatedly on the ground, whereas Uriah, he was striking well, but I didn't think it warranted enough to claim the victory, and I think that's my problem, is that if I got knocked down, and I got the takedown in the second round, I would have been expecting that I'm losing that fight because I got knocked down, but with the two takedowns, the first and the third round, I would have thought Carlos had that win, because of those two takedowns. He was able to take down Uriah Hall in all three rounds. That's why you don't get paid to be a judge. Yeah, they should. <laughs> Hit me up, Dana, at CM Miller underscore 85. Lives in Ellicott City. Ellicott. Ellicott. You see, it's ridiculous. All right, so <laughs> the next fight that we have, right? Um, so I had picked... I had picked Antonio Carlos Jr. to win this fight. I think you and Julie took Uriah Hall, so that put me down uh, 0-2, right, going into this fight. Um, but this is, like, the crazy part. So we had to throw out um, two fights, right, in this card, and we'll explain why. So last week when we talked about this fight, uh, Sergi Nakamorov was uh, scheduled to fight. Uh, but due to visa issues, he couldn't come to the U.S. So, Tristan Connolly stepped into the fight. He went up a weight class to fight Michael uh, Pereira. Nothing wrong with this fight. It's cool that that was called in. However, my problem is, is Michael Pereira missed weight. So, either way, he wasn't going to... He, he forfeited 20% of his purse. And I think even if he had fought surgery, it would have been the same exact thing. He would have missed weight. Um, so let's, let's talk about this fight, right? Uh, we're gonna break down the numbers and then we'll talk round by round. So it was in Canada, by the way, it was in Canada. You're right. He had issues getting to Canada. Who has issues getting into Canada? Gravy uh, fries, man. <laughs> so Michael Pereira was uh 56 of 107 total strikes. significant strikes was 32 of 75 takedowns two for five. Uh, Tristan Connolly was 155 of 222. Uh, 64 of 125, and an 0 for 6 with one submission attempt. Um, scorecards had this fight. Uh, 
29-27 for your winner, Tristan Connolly. So let's talk about this first round because Michael Pereira, <laughs> I don't – I don't know what he was thinking, but he threw out, like, some punches, did a cartwheel with a backflip, ran off the cage, tried to throw two flying knees, missed everything. Like, he was fighting wildly. And then at one point, he actually grounded Connolly. He took him to the ground. Connolly was looking for a submission, but he wasn't locking anything in. Uh, Connolly pulled back real quick out of guard, stood up, turned around, did a backflip onto Connolly. And then Connolly kind of just pushed him away with his feet. But it was just crazy, like, all the all the theatrics that he was throwing in. That's the words that DC was using. All the theatrics that he was throwing in, like, it was just unnecessary. Like, you're wasting energy in a fight with a guy who literally wants to punch your face off. What are you doing? Let, let's, let's even back up a little bit. Did you watch when they were introducing the fighters? This dude's breakdancing, like spinning from his chest to his back, back to his chest, back to his back. And I'm like, dude, this isn't a breakdance contest. I'm like, what are you doing? I guess, like, whatever gets you psyched up for the fight, for me, I just thought it was extensive, right? Like, you're in a fight to fight, and the guy's looking to hurt you. And you mean to tell me that your best move is just, hey, let me throw this round off into a back backflip and then run off the cage. Like, come on, man. Like, get it together. And then you did all that, and you lost. That's the you, worst He part. thought he won. He thought he won. How did you win? Like, <laughs> like I get it. And we'll, you won and the we'll make breakdancing part of it. Congratulations, dick. And, and we'll make the argument, right? He did, he did get two takedowns, right? He was pretty active. But it's like... Dude, your your percentage that you were landing is just not on point, right? Like, 68% for Tristan Connolly. Tristan was taking this fight everywhere. He was able to move in his different positions. He was coming in. He was moving out. Sure, he was 0 for 6 on his takedowns, but he still locked in some, He locked in a submission right there towards the end of the fight. Like, the dude was doing work. I was like, I don't understand, like, how a corner, Michael's corner should have told him, like, hey, man, like, get your shit together. Finish this kid. But it wasn't. It was like, they're like, yeah, you're going to win this fight. You're winning the fight, blah, 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 blah. Tristan knew what he was got to do. And, you know, and the Canadian came out on top, man. Like, they let him know, did you, man. Did you watch the, uh, after the fight, uh, he went up there up to uh, the announcers and was talking to them, and they're they're interviewing him. Did you see his face when he found out how much money he won? No, so I heard that. I heard that he had... Because he won $100,000 for a performance of the night. Yeah, well, that, he took, well, he and he didn't know he got performance of the night. He took his winnings, the 20% of that purse. Yeah. And he got performance of the night. They're like $100,000. And he's just, he's just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, humbly shocked. Yo, and that's cool, though, man. Like, I really appreciate that aspect of it. Um, I think originally I had Sergi winning this fight. I can't remember. Um, I think we all had Sergi winning this fight. I I think I I think me and Julie both actually had Ferreira. Hold on, give me a second. The thing is, is I got this handy dandy thing that's going to tell us. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I myself picked Ferreira or Pereira, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Cliff, you took Sergi, and Julie took Sergi. So I mean, if we were throwing in. 
I probably would have taken Tristan as well. Which crazy because he got he took the fight on like it was like a two week. fights. Yeah, it was less than a week. It was like three, three Monday days morning notice. Yeah, Monday because he told him, Monday uh, morning. He's like he told DC. He's like if you give me six days notice, I promise I'll be better in the octagon. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty ballsy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's talk about this next fight, right? Jeff Hughes, Todd Duffy. Um, we'll break it down numbers-wise, right? Jeff Hughes, 26 of 39, uh, total strikes, 16 of 29 for significant strikes, takedowns, 0-0. Oh, oh no. Todd Duffy, one knockdown, 38 of 74 for total strikes, 30 of 66 for significant strikes, one for three in his takedowns. All right, so what happened? This ended up becoming a draw, no contest, due to inadvertent eye poke. Uh, first round, four minutes and three seconds. I don't want to say it because I like I'll Todd Duffy. But I feel like Todd Duffy quit on the fight. Like he was landing bombs. He was starting to get tired. He knew he was getting tired. And he just, he stopped. Like he stopped. And I don't know why. I'm not sure. I want, I, I'm, I'm curious because he did get the knockdown. He was winning the fight. I just I don't know what happened, and I'm not one to say I don't want to say say it like that. I guess because who knows he might have taken a pure thumbnail into the eye, it caused him to have double vision. I don't I don't know, but the doctor came in, saw that you know he told him he's like I'm seeing double I'm seeing double, I'm seeing double out of one eye, and it was what it was, and he ended up losing the fight like. I don't I don't understand. Like what was your opinion of the fight, Anthony? You know the refs they while you get in the ring that you get patted down, they check your nails. They make sure that they're not sticking past your skin. Like my nails, if you can see them, are chewed off because I, I get nervous and I chew. But they have to have them down that far. Like they they're I understand that I folks happen. But it what in slow motion it was just like in slow motion I'm like he he jabbed him and I'll give him that. But it wasn't like one of the John Joneses when he tries to stop and put it stop him and puts his hands up and gets him good or it's not uh, Matt Matrone's eye when he got that big old bubble. Um, I I'll say it. Todd Duffy quit on that fight. He got gassed out and he quit. He was like, as a fighter, you want. I've never seen this. I've never ever seen this. I've, I've always seen fighters say, "No, I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm not good." Todd Duffy kept on saying, "I'm seeing double. I'm seeing double." I'm like, dude, you don't want to fight no more. That's the thing. If you're if you if you're not making a case for you to stay in the fight, you're done. You don't want to fight no more. Yeah. 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 And that's like it's it's tough for me because like I said, like Ted Duffy's been away Todd Duffy has been away from the Octagon for four years. Like I get it. You know, you got the film uh Batman vs. Superman, Never Back Down Two, you had other movies that you were in. Like I I know, like you weren't well off, but you were better than most. But the problem that I had with it is you took this fight knowing what was gonna happen. Now I'm curious, because he may come back, he may fight again. We I don't we don't know, right? It it's something that could happen. But it's just it's weird to me that somebody was just able to say, no, 
And, and I guess I should say it too. Like, if his eye is really injured, I applaud him for at least saying, hey, I can't see, I can't continue, something's fucked up, right? But somebody else who we'll talk about on this on the same card tried to fight with his eyes shut, you know what I mean, after getting his nose broken. So, yeah. I, I don't... I don't know. I don't know what to. I don't know how to judge it because obviously people are different, and I don't want to be like, if you're a UFC fighter, everybody in this category should be that person. But it's it's not that way, and I get it, and that's why I'm like, uh, I just, I don't. Here's know. the here's the here's my my the, the biggest thing is, is if you go back after the fight, and they and they 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 call them the no contest, like he's not like covering his eyes. He's not like. It's not like he's not like rubbing it or it's not irritated at all. He's perfectly normal. And I'm like, if Donald Cerrone got his nose busted, blew it, it got puffed up, and he's, he's doing everything he had to open it up. Uh, I've seen fighters that, that after the night poke, they, they, they rub it. This dude's not even rubbing his eye. Like, it didn't bother him. And I'm like, dude, you got tired. Do us all a favor. Don't get our hopes up. And go stick back in Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see him take another fight. I don't know, like, if Dana no. is willing to do it. So, we'll see. It And like I said, I felt like Duffy was winning a fight. When I watched him in there, hey, man, quote-unquote, it was Duffin's season. And he was he was landing some serious bombs. He was eating shots, too. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna make it, I don't make it sound like he came out. Because he had the one cut under his, his right eye. He had the one over his left eye, the one that got poked. So, I mean, he, he had some swelling to himself, too. But, I mean, those guys were just dropping heavy bombs. And I, I loved it. Like, if anything, let me get this fight seven months from now. And I, I, I promise, like, the same bombs are going to get dropped, and it's going to be amazing. So, I don't know. I don't know what to think of it. So, you know, shout out to Jeff, because Jeff handled it like a pro, you know, he was just like, hey, man, like, you know, Duffy's like, hey, you know what happens, man, I got poked in your eye, I can't really see, and Jeff was just like, hey, it's cool, whatever, man, and then they, they left, but it's got to suck to know that you trained eight to ten weeks for an eye poke, you know? I definitely get it. Um, I'm disappointed in him. I get it. So we're going to move up. So Glover Teixeira... Nikita uh, Krylov, co-main event of the night. This was incredible of a fight. 85 of 119 uh, total strikes for Glover. 43 of 71 for the David strikes. 1 for 6 for his takedown. 2 submission attempts. While Nikita was 74 of 123. 47 of 95 for significant strikes. 2 for 4 for his takedowns with 1 submission attempt. Um, this was like a great back and forth Score, uh, they had it split. Uh, judges had it 28-29, 29-28, 29-28 for Glover Teixeira. I had it 29-28, Nikita Krylov. Um, I thought both guys went to war. I thought that Nikita was picking and choosing his targets a little bit better. Uh, Percentage-wise, we'll tell you that it's not the truth. That's not what happened. Uh, Glover was definitely uh, manhandling the card, but... I thought Nikita was warranted in his two takedowns versus the one that uh, Glover had. So, with that being said, Anthony, what did you think of the fight? Glover 
is starting to become that ageless wonder. And I thought he looked really good. I mean, we've seen him in his last couple of fights where he got taken down and he got kind of owned and he get back up and somehow get somebody's back in where Nick could choke him. Right. Um, this one, he looked good. I, I really, th- I think I really honestly thought he controlled the fight where he wanted to. And I think that I, I had the card 29, 28 and I had it for Glover. And I think Julie had Glover as well. I know, like, I didn't win this fight either. It's just, it's wild to think about, like, um, but yep. the fact that the fight went all three rounds was cool. We kind of thought maybe that was going to be the way because Nikita's tough. He can eat a lot of punches. And, of course, Glover, he just, he's uh, Chuck Liddell's protege, so he's he's going to do what he's got to do. Yeah. So... I guess we should talk about this next fight. Uh, Donald Cerrone versus Justin Gaethje. Um, you guys who are on the podcast can't see it, but Anthony's face is just filled with disappointment right now. <laughs> like, stonewalled out. Uh, so here we go. 17 of 52 for Donald Cerrone. Total strikes and significant strikes. Justin Gaethje, 40 for 61. 40 for 61 is significant strikes with the one knockdown. This fight ended in the first round. Four minutes, 18 seconds by Justin Gaethje. Um, I felt like Gaethje was going to fight the ref because he knocked down Cerrone. Cerrone got back up. He hit him again, and Cerrone's hands and face went limp. Like, he just he was just laying on the mat. And uh, the, the ref was just like, you got to keep going, keep going. And you could tell Justin was like, I'm not hitting him. So he like... Love tapped him twice, and if I had a ref jumped in, it was just like, it's done, it's done. But Gaethje was like, do that again. I promise I'll kill you. <laughs> like, I've felt bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, if you, if, you, if you watch the fight, he hit Donald. Donald falls down. Well on his knees, he looks up to hit and realizes that it's done. He goes back down, and then Justin hits him one more time, and he looks at the ref. The ref's like, hur, <laughs> and, and and it's because you know it, Justin Gaethje's a, a nice guy, and I'll, and I'll and I'll say that he he he's a class act for the majority majority of it. Um, but him and Donald are good friends. Like he didn't want to hurt him. Like he just wanted to win that fight, and he was going to do whatever it took to win a fight. And he felt like he won that fight, and he didn't want to hit Donald anymore. And the ref didn't didn't acknowledge it, and so he like you said he. He didn't like full on like completely uh, throw some haymakers at Donald on the ground, but he didn't have enough to say, "Are we done yet? Are we done yet?" Um, disappointed. I mean, we all knew either one. This fight was either going to end in a Donald Cerrone getting knocked out, or Donald Cerrone grinding with kicks to the abdomen and, and working the abdomen abdomen uh, of Justin <laughs> Gaethje. Um, it. it it was a good fight. I, I, I'm happy with what happened because they're both good guys. Yeah, I didn't think I, – I, we said this before, and Julie said it too, right? Uh, nobody was losing in this fight. This was – clearly this was going to be a winning fight. We were, fans were going to get their money's worth, and I kind of felt like they did for the most part, right? There was no – there was no, like, one-slided victory. We just knew, like, these are two guys who are crazy, who are going to throw bombs. They're going to want to fight it out, and – and they did. And, you know, 
shots to them. I love the fact that they were able to to land and keep landing. And, you know, unfortunately for Donald, he just it didn't stick. You know what I mean? So. Well, you guys, you guys all said that uh, there's no loser. I said there's no loser because if Donald lost, it's like me losing because Donald's my favorite fighter out there. So you guys, there was no loser. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. I said the only loser in this fight was going to be Donald Cerrone's nose. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that pretty much just covers up this this card, man. Like, um, it was a it was a great fight card, as we mentioned numerous times. There was a lot of great back and forth action, TKO by punches, um, obviously. So, I mean, do you got anything else you want to add to it, Anthony? No, I mean, it it was a quiet card. Like we had, we had our fair shares of of dance, dance revolution to <laughs> uh, fighters getting knocking out somebody not wanting him anymore. I mean, I was pretty happy with this card. You know, it was one of those satisfactory cards. They're like, I'm content. So do you? So I just want to tell you. Do you want to know why Tristan Conley won the hundred thousand dollars for fight of the night? No. You don't know, or no, you don't want to know. I don't. Come on, just tell me, motherfucker. <laughs> God damn. So, so because Michael Pereira missed weight, right? He forfeited twenty percent. That fight bonus money all went to Tristan Connolly. <laughs> That's why Tristan Connolly won a hundred thousand dollars. He was only supposed to take fifty thousand home. <laughs> so big up to Tristan for you know your opponent missed weight and it sucks to suck. Uh, performance of the night did go to Justin Gaethje as well as uh, Serkinov too. So big ups to those guys. Golf claps. Hey everybody, Cliff here with Get to KO, and I really hope you love what you're listening to. So did you know that you can get paid for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered it for ourselves. It's a free app called Podcoin, and it literally pays you to listen to this podcast. Here's how it works: you listen to the podcast. And you earn a pod coin while you listen. Then you turn that pod coin into a gift card at places like Starbucks and Amazon. Or if you're a good person, you could donate that pod coin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. You download the app right now on iPhone or Android. And I will have a special code just for you. Simply just use our code, the KO, And you'll get 300 pod coin just for signing up. And if you listen to us enough on there... You can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on Podcoin and, and sign up with the code the KO. I swear it'll change the way you listen to podcasts. So with that said, we should move on, right? We should talk about our predictions for UFC. Yeah, we got another UFC event coming up. Fight night one fifty nine. I think this is one that everybody should be excited about, right? I mean, Gary Rodriguez versus Jeremy Heaton Stevens. Like that, I just don't know. I don't know who 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 else couldn't be excited for that fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, in case you guys didn't know, the podcast Anthony raised his hands up. I don't know why I was looking that way. Like, there's somebody over there. There's no one over there. It's weird. Um, don't lean that way. No one's going to see. All right, so let's start this off, right? We have Martin Bravo versus Steven Peterson. Who do you got, Anthony? Uh, blah, blah, blah. I, 
I have Martin Bravo on this one, actually. You know why? Because this dude can throw. This yeah. dude is 11-2. He is a Mexican-American. Mexican. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Um, and I'm looking on his record right now. He did lose to Alex Cazares by split decision. And uh, he lost to Huberto uh, Benede by knees. But before that, he was undefeated. So uh, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Yeah, I think Steven Peterson is going to be a great test for him. But like you said, you know, um, hey, Bruce, Bruce Leroy is, is tough to fight. So I give it to Alex, but I can't wait to see Martin I can't wait to see Martin back in. I think he's going to have a better game plan. He kind of knows that the competition he's fighting is a level up. So myself, as well as Julie, has picked Martin too. So we're going to move up. Irene Aldana versus Vanessa Mello. Who you got, Anthony? I have Irene Aldana as well. Um, If you guys don't know who she is, she's another Mexican fighter. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. Um, she lost to Raquel Pennington at, at her last fight in, in July, but she also did beat uh, Beth Correa um, by submission in uh, in May. So she she's a very active fighter, and that's why I really like her. Yeah, I agree. She's a she's a she's nasty. I love watching her fight. So I did like the fight with Beth Correa too. She was able to ground and pound somebody who, you know, her hands, her Beth Correa's hands were always known to be kind of deadly until Ronda Rousey kind of broke that. Um, but since then, Beth Correa kind of been up and down. And then, obviously, in her last fight with Irene, she lost. So I like Irene in this fight as well. We're going to move up. Brandon Moreno. Oh, by the way, Julie has Irene as well. Uh, yes. Brandon Moreno versus Askar Askinov. Who you got, Anthony? Uh, this one was a hard one. I really wanted to go Brandon Marino because he's Mexican. <laughs> but I went uh, I went with the undefeated. I went with Oscar Oscarov. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not a bad pick. I decided to go with that pick as well. I like Oscar. Um, he's 10-0. Hey, when you have an O in that loss column, you have to take that into account. So I will pick that every single time. So did Julie. Obviously, so did Anthony. This is where things are going to get kind of split. So we're going to go to the co-main event. Carla Esparza versus Alexa Grasso. Who you got, Anthony? Um, This one was a hard one for me, really. I love Carla Esparza. I really do. Um, But I just watched Alexa beat uh, Carolina Kowalowicz. In June, um, and I really did like that performance up by her. She can throw. I am absolutely excited to see there. Um, she did lose to Tatiana Suarez by a rear naked choke in May, but or May of last year. But um, she's got some good fights under her. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. I like uh, I like Alexa in this fight as well. However. Julie has taken Carla Esparza, and she felt like she was kind of in a mix. And she says, and I quote, I almost went with Alexa, but my hopes are for Carla because I like her. She said, watch again, and it'll probably cost me. (laughs) Yes, yes, it will. 
Um, and then we have our main event. Yair Rodriguez versus Jeremy Heathen Stevens. Um, I have taken uh, Yamir, uh, Yair Rodriguez, and so has Julie. Anthony, who have you taken? I got a little heathen, man. I'm, I think he's. I think he's gonna hurt him. I. Uh, I think. I think Jeremy Heathen Stevens is uh, powers is gonna be too much for Yair. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yair's got some good. Uh, some good fights under him. He's got that last second TKO of the Korean Zombie. Um, but if you remember uh, the last time he got some big hype, he uh, he fell uh, victim of Frankie Edgar via Dr. Starfish. I mean, his eye was huge. He just kept on getting punched. Jeremy Hidden Stevens is probably one of the harder hitter guy, hardest hitting guys in this division. Don't get hit in your chin, dude. You're going to get knocked out. Yeah, so he definitely has some crazy hands. I like... I like Rodriguez's kicks. That's why I kind of want to go for him. I think he can keep in kick distance. I think his strike game is on point. So I think we're going to see just two behemoths just kind of throw it down. And I think possibly with Rodriguez, it being in Mexico, I think could be a fan favorite. And we'll see how that works out. Mexican judges are nice people. They are nice people. But they're not going to call this fight fair. <laughs> Straight fair. <laughs> they were called down the middle, man, like they do in London. <laughs> By the way, uh, sorry, sorry for our all of our London viewers <laughs> and listeners. <laughs> Michael Bisney's got some good wins under his belt because of their judging. <laughs> um, By the way, we didn't talk about it. Uh, you went one and three. I went. Uh, two and two. Julie went two and two. Total. Julie is leading the pack, seven and two, while Cliff and I are five and four. Oh dang, we gotta, we gotta knock her down a peg. Um, <laughs> so with that being said, that kind of ends that kind of portion on the MMA side. We do have a boxing fight that we gotta talk about. So, shall we talk about the Fury fight that happened on Saturday night as well? That was a, that was really surprising. You know, I. Uh... I got to watch some of the highlights on that. Uh, he got cut in that first round, and that was a deep cut, too. Yeah. And that dude was no slouch. Uh, he was just – everything Tyson gave him, he was all about it. Uh, Tyson Fury had to grind out a win, and we haven't had seen him having to grind out a win like this. I mean, we've seen him lose to, Ty- to Dante Wilder. <laughs> you got knocked the fuck out. Uh, but we've never really had seen him having to grind like he did at this fight. Uh, so I'm excited that Weller, uh, was it Weller that, that he fought? Yeah, Wallen. Wallen. He, uh, he, he took it to him. And, yeah. and I was pretty happy for that. Can we be honest? Like, if it takes 50 stitches to close a gash in your eye, you probably should have had the fight stopped. Like, it was pretty nasty. Uh, and he had been tagged in it. I thought I thought that they were going to stop the fight at one time. Uh, even Wallen was surprised that the fight didn't get stopped. But hey, credit to Tyson, man. He's he's tough as they come. I give him all that prop. But he's going to be on the shelf for two months, getting stitched up. It is what it is, man. I just I don't know, man. I didn't I didn't agree. Um, I think it was would scorecard have it. 115, 112, 115, 112, 116, 111. 
I think I don't I think agree. Closer. I think I thought it was closer, and I kind of felt like Otto did a lot. So, like I said, fifty stitches to close up a cut mm, probably should have been stopped. Yep. Um, but eh, you know, we don't get we don't get paid to stop fights. We don't get paid to judge fights. We do this shit for free because we love you guys. Yes. <laughs> so, as far as that goes, I guess this kind of ends that section, right? About it. So we've got the. Oh, that was fast. Yeah, we've we've covered that pretty quick. So let's get into Anthony and I's favorite portion of the show, and your guys' favorite portion of the show. The folk happen. So, Anthony, what's our first story that we have? We want to talk about Valor B and B. You guys don't know what that is? Bare knuckle. Uh, B KB, sorry. Uh, uh, it's uh, who is it? Uh, Ken Shamrock's new bare knuckle boxing uh promotion. Yeah. So, so for you guys who don't know, uh, Valor Bare Knuckle Boxing, uh, they have their first event actually coming up this weekend, September twenty first. There's a lot of big names that are going to be on this fight card. Um, some of you guys will know. Some of you guys won't, right? So some of the bigger hitters, uh, we have Sokoju, which people who are familiar with the UFC know who Sokoju is. Uh, Mark Goldbeer, uh, Jack May, and Mighty Mo are all going to be fighting on this card. So it's going to be kind of crazy. There's going to be a big fight between uh, James McSweeney as well as Brian Heaton. Um, some of you guys will know who McSweeney is. And then for... Uh, the co-main event, we have uh, Ish Smith versus uh, Estevan uh, Payan. And then it's going to be some nasty-ass fights, right? So it's MMA versus boxing, essentially, is what we're getting. Uh, Ken Shamrock has thrown his name in a hat um, and just talked about it. And the crazy part is, at the next event, um, and it's been noted that Ken Shamrock has actually called out Mark Coleman to pull him out Ooh. of retirement and to fight. Uh, bare knuckle, yeah, yeah. But have you seen Ken Shamrock lately? There is no way that you cannot tell me that this guy is not juicing. <laughs> He's never juiced in his life. He's a nice guy. <laughs> I, hey Ken, I love the stuff that you do in WWE. I love the fact Jesus. that you've got back into wrestling. I love the fact that you're back on Impact. I love the fact that you're wrestling Moose. Um, Bro, we know. <laughs> we know that you're juicing. So what I would tell you to do is to stop so that you could fight Mark Coleman. Needles are bad. Yo, this shit is crazy. Like I just seen it. Good God. He's massive. He's a massive ass. I saw him in an interview with Chris Van Vliet where they were talking about stuff that happened in wrestling as well as going back to, to mixed martial arts. And um, I was like, there's no way that he's like, I took a year off the gym. I got back in. I started lifting again really heavy. And, you know, I just put on a lot of mass. It's like, there's something else in that mass that you're adding to it. <laughs> so for you guys who don't know, Anthony's actually just shaking his head right now. Because if you guys don't, go look it up. Go look up Ken Shamrock. I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying. Needles Ken, are bad. Ken, Mr. you're fucking huge. <laughs> Ken, you are massive. <laughs> also, if you guys didn't know, Estevan uh, Payan is a former UFC uh, fighter. So I can't wait. I can't wait to see 
uh, some of these guys get in the ring and and do their thing. So, how do you feel, Anthony? Uh, I'm I'm mixed about it. You know, I love bare knuckle boxing promotions right now. I just think that you're gonna you're gonna have a run in with these guys. Like that, they're not the USC. Like USC smart enough to know that they don't cross promote. They're not gonna have one of their fighters go fight a guy in Bellator. They're not gonna have one of their fighters go fight somebody in Titan or One uh, FC. I think I think bare knuckle boxing programs are gonna be stupid enough to start cross promotions, and it's gonna start a, a turf war. It maybe, maybe, or maybe we just run into a situation where like Bellator and the UFC just kind of coexist and just kind of like run a similar path. Because remember, at one time UFC used to have Strike Force and Bellator. And then UFC bought, or Zuffa bought Bellator, or uh, Strike Force. Sorry, so they bought Strike Force, and then you know Bellator kind of stepped into that gap and was like, "All right, well, we're gonna run with you guys down the road." So it is what it is. And as much as I shit on Bellator and talk about they're the UFC B squad, they put on amazing fights. I love watching yeah. it. So I don't want to say that I knock them because I don't. I I do genuinely like Bellator. I just think it's funny. That everybody that's holding, well, most of the people who are holding titles right now are from the UFC. We're from the UFC. So, I give props to Conor Dude, though. Um, but yeah. same thing. Valor Bare Knuckle and, and Bare Knuckle fight, Fighting Championship. I think you're going to probably see the same thing where they're, they're going to walk similar paths. I mean, I don't know if they'll cross-promote because, shit, I mean, we see it with the WWE. They don't, they don't cross-promote. They don't let their guys. They release their guys and their guys go make big names and... New Japan or Ring of Honor or AEW, wherever. And I think the same thing you're going to see here is that with Valor and Bare Knuckle, they're just going to walk some more paths. But we're going to get, we, as in the fans, are going to be the winners of all of that. We'll see. <laughs> so, what else do we have on the board? We're on a YouTube channel. So, let's talk about YouTube channels. Let's talk about a YouTuber named Jake. Logan, or Logan Paul, sorry. Logan Paul. <laughs> Yo, so let's talk about Logan Paul. And the reason why I bring it up, right, is this is actually kind of a fight that uh, just randomly has been talked about. Um, for some of you guys who don't know, Jake Paul, or Logan Paul, and Jake Paul, because Jake has, Jake's the brother. So Logan Paul uh, challenged Conor McGregor to an MMA fight. Um, because he was a former high school wrestler, he feels like he's got good stamina. He's very athletic. I will give props to Logan all that he wants. However, this is Conor McGregor we're talking about. The Irishman. <laughs> like, he does not fuck around. And if you challenge him to a fight, he if he sees money in the fight, he will probably take the fight. And what's going to be crazy is I think Logan Paul could be that guy. I don't want him in the UFC. By any means. I don't want another CM Punk situation happening, right? Sorry. Okay? Punk, I like you. Just wasn't going to work out. Okay? Phil, you're the man. Best in the world! Best in the world at WWE. But you are not the best in the world at UFC. However, I will say, you are great at commentary. commentary, uh, commentary. So, if somebody's out there, tag him in this. Let him know I said that he's a great commentator. However, Logan Paul... As much as you were a great high school wrestler, as much as you were boxing, 
looks to be eh, iffy, maybe, at best. I wouldn't want to step into the octagon with Conor McGregor, a guy who... Ask Chad Mendes how that works. He's, <laughs> a, he's an All-American. Yeah. Ask him how does that, that felt. If, if you want to talk to somebody else, go talk to Scarface. Ask Jose Aldo what happened when you step into the octagon with Conor McGregor. Ask he Max Holloway. There's a perfect one. The blessed one. Go talk to him. I just I don't think this is a good idea. However, this boxing match that he has coming up, I think it's like November 9th or something like that. Um, it's at the Staples Center. So he's fighting another YouTuber, Anthony, and his name is KSI. These two guys fought before, okay, in an amateur style, and it went to majority draw. I will say this. Logan's got hands. <laughs> when it's against other people, like a, another YouTuber, right? KSI, for example. I will say this, though. This fight will now be considered a professional fight. It will be at the Staples Center. Okay, the previous fight, I think, was in Vegas. And I don't think there's that many people. But they generated, yo, they generated $11 million. Two I challenge you to a fight. You're challenging me to a fight? We don't have the followers, okay? I think we have two subscribers right now. Me and you. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> um, but the thing that is crazy is that these these two kids, right, they're, they wanted to fight. They got to fight together. They even got their brothers to get on the fight, right? So Jake Paul was on the, on the fight card. KSI's younger brother was on the fight card as well. And Jake knocked out the younger brother. But Logan Paul and KSI like had this amazing fight, and now they want to fight in a professional setting. So they're going to go pro, and they're going to fight. And I'm just curious to see how much, gener- how much money they can generate with a bigger fight venue. And, like, I don't know. I was curious to see what names are going to put on this card. What do, you, what do you think of this kind of situation? You know, I mean, we're in the same place. We're in the same field. Like we started this YouTube channel. Well, we started this YouTube channel and this podcast for fun. Then we started thinking about it and how great it would be to make a little bit of money out of this and still do what we love. Um, I gotta give them mad respect. You know that they're, they're making money, and and you know they're gonna make a video out of this and, and put it on their YouTubes. And but it's gonna generate millions. I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, once we get like. A thousand followers, I'm going to fight you. <laughs> you know what's funny too, man, is that these two, um, when they when they started this whole fight thing, right, um, they, they sold the fight for like $10, and they had all the buys. Like, it was incredible. I have to get props. Like, I don't want to be that guy. And YouTube was like, we'll promote your fight. And everybody was talking about it. All the big YouTube namers, right? Phil DeFranco was talking about it. Um... Uh, Casey Nightheart, uh, Night Nightstand, uh, Marquise Brownlee, we're talking about it. Like it was crazy, all the names of people who were just talking about this. And I know you guys are gonna slaughter me on YouTube, bringing up other YouTuber names, whatever. But these guys, they they know how to sell a fight, and I give props where they know how to sell a fight because they did an incredible job pushing this on YouTube. Agreed, I definitely agree with that. Can't hate them for making making the dollar. No, I really can't, man. I'm big support to those guys, you know. And keep doing your thing. Like, if this is what you guys want to do, fine. I just I just promise you, Logan, stay away from Conor McGregor. Like, yes, he's he's older than you, 
but he's still a, a top-tier athlete, and I don't think you're quite on that level just yet. Logan, take a dive so you can have a, the, uh, the third fight. <laughs> you make more money, man. Smart. Let's go. <laughs> well, they, they had a majority draw in the amateur. Like, don't take the dive. Take another Oh, uh, no, they did not get a majority draw. Yeah, they had a majority draw. <laughs> oh, man. No, don't don't dive now. You can't do it. Yeah, you have to go for another majority draw. All right, so what else do we have going on in in the folk? So what the folk is going on with politicians crying about the ring girls. Like, they've been doing this for years, but now they're trying to get rid of they're trying, they're, what One FC is talking about this. They're done. Ring girls aren't probably going to be there anymore. Um, they're trying to get the UFC, Bellator, all to not allow them to have ring girls because they're parading women in underwear and bras. This is what we come to. I don't have a – okay, so what FC has always been talking about this for the longest time. I don't have a problem with it. I just really don't. Like I understand like – historically why you would have that but back in the in the 1920s and 1930s we didn't have that same kind of thing we didn't have girls. it wasn't until later where we wanted to really showboat these big boxing fights where we started really putting out girls in like ring attire uh, ring attire and just really pushing it i don't have a problem with it i really don't i mean if a woman wants to go out there and she wants to show off what she has and she wants to walk around the car hey by all means do your thing i'm not hating on you at all but I think it's one of those things where it's it should be promotion based. Like I get the state, I get the state of California really wants to promote this and and talk about like, hey, we don't want we don't want women to be objectified, right? And we think they're being objectified because of what they're wearing. I, I get it, but I think in a, in a in a long term of things, it, it it doesn't really make sense. You know what I mean? Like credit to all the girls who have made money. Uh, Ariana Celeste is like one of them great but i just i don't i don't really care because when i'm watching the fights i'm not paying attention to the ring girl anyway agreed but but they use them as from like you said promotions these girls now were we're, we're literally literally taking money out of their pockets because these girls train to do this like they work out and work out work out to be ring girls because that's what they want to do and get paid for and now we're gonna be like oh no you guys you guys don't have to do that and now if they want to do that they're not gonna get. They might not get paid for it, and I'm like, dude, why y'all doing this? It never hurt anybody's feelings until as of late. Well, I mean, it's it's the whole culture change that we're going through. You know what I mean? It is what it is. I mean, we're we're really changing into this world where, you know, you you have to you have to know how to walk on eggshells essentially because anything that you can say would offend somebody. Anything you do will offend somebody. You know what I mean? So it's just like. Is be careful, but in the same token, like like I said, I when I'm watching the UFC fights, I I don't care who's walking around with the ring card. I'm too busy watching, like what's going on in a corner and what's being talked about. Like if I'm there in a fight physically, obviously I can't hear that kind of stuff because that's yeah. why I like watching on TV. But if I'm there physically, I still wouldn't care what they're doing. Like I'm like, oh, all right, cool, it's the second round, cool, big deal. I'm so like, yeah, we like I get it. We know what round it is. They, I understand. I get, I get where you're at. But I'm just like this whole culture change bullshit. Blah 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 blah. Oh, girls shouldn't be parading around and and bra and underwear. Go to the beach. You see it all the time. 
But that's at the beach. I mean, you're not. That's kind of like that's like a, a free choice kind of thing. I here's what I would say. If and it's free choice pass, here too. These girls, these girls are. That's my point. That's what I was going to get it. at. What I was going to get at was if a woman wants to come through and she wants to uh, wear what she wants to wear, so be it. I just I think in the standard kind of things. I mean, you're going to see a whole lot of things change anyway. Watch. Just wait until the state of California passes it and says girls at Hooters can't wear the uniform. They got to wear they you know they got to be more moderately dressed is what yeah. it's going to come down to. It's going to happen. All right, moving on. <laughs> so, uh, looking at things right now, um, UFC on ESPN on September 28th. Yeah. It uh, looks like Tagio Alves is out and enters Gilbert Burns versus Gunnar Nelson. Oh, my God. Gunnar's going to fight? Good, yeah, two great strikers. Yeah, Gunnar's a beast. I I love watching Gunnar do his thing. He's he's ridiculous. <laughs> yep. So that was announced uh, earlier this week. And the other thing that I just seen is Robbie Lawler is about to be back in the ring, about the cage against uh, Pun Pun Zinibio. What fight? Uh, the UFC 245 at the end of the year. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. Um, it's targeted anyways. They haven't been added, but, uh, Santiago Ponzi is a great striker. Robbie's a tough guy, so it's going to be a great fight. Yeah, also, uh, Matt Brown is added on that card as well versus Ben Saunders. So, there's one thing, yeah, (laughs) I had the same look, right? So, for you guys who didn't know. Matt Brown. Yeah, we're all saying Matt Brown because Matt Brown retired. But, uh, yeah, Matt Brown's probably coming out of retirement. He wants to fight. Uh, and Vivian Arajo is actually going to be on that same card, too. She's fighting just nice. high. I can't wait. Like, there's some great fights getting ready to come up. Guys, if you guys didn't know, December 7th, one, two of my favorite fighters are going to be going at it, man. Walt Harris versus Alistair Overeem. It's, you know, you know you're talking bombs are about to get dropped in that fight. I cannot wait to see that. This, this is going to be that fight, like... Everybody, like, Alistair likes to make you chase him. And if you get caught, Walt's got that speed to knock you out. Yep. Um, so, the, I promise you, this is it. This is going to be my last time I bring it up. Uh, but Drunkle was in the news again. <laughs> so what happened with BJ Penn? <laughs> Dana White is done. He said he's done. Will not fight again. Yeah, I felt like that was the thing that came out like two weeks ago that he was talking about that he was going to officially kick him out of UFC and tell him that he wasn't going to fight. Like his last fight was supposed to be the end fight anyway. Win, lose, or draw, he was done fighting. But after the the two Street Fight videos came out, he was like, nah, you know what? He's done. He's done fighting the UFC, period. Yeah, so that came out uh, a couple days ago that that he's just done. He's not going to have a fight. Win, Win, lose, or draw. Is it done? I don't know if you saw this or not, but on UFC 244, you saw that Corey Anderson is going to be fighting Johnny Walker, right? Yes, I did. It's like like all these crazy fights getting ready to happen. Derek Lewis is going to be on the fight card as well for the MSG. Fighting uh, uh, Ivanov. Yeah. You know, 244 is like shaping up to be one of the craziest fight cards ever. Uh, Kevin Gastelum versus Darren Till is going to be going down too. I can't 
wait to predict this fight card. This shit is going to be ridiculous. Especially when Andre also, Lasky is going to be on the card. Yeah. I, I also uh, seen that uh, that the UFC actually is going to try to trademark the BMF, the baddest motherfucker saying. Like, like they're going to try to trademark it now. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna have to fight Samuel L. Jackson for that one, cause uh, it's it'll probably get turned down like LeBron James's Taco Tuesday. <laughs> At least we don't have to pay him now for you saying that. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Eat it, LeBron. Um, one other fight that I do want to talk about too. October twenty sixth, we do have Damian Maya versus Ben Askren. So yeah, it's gonna be a that's gonna be a fight of two wrestlers going at it. <laughs> I don't know how many how many strikes are going to be thrown. Actually, let's have fun. Over under on total strikes thrown in that fight. What do you say? Sixty. Sixty. Okay. Less than thirty by each. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Now, what about you? I'll I'll take sixty five. I'll take sixty five. Right, let's play this game. How many over under of strikes while standing? Oh. Twenty five. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say thing. Twenty-five strikes. Neither oh, one of yeah. those guys want to throw hands. Come on, man. Um, yeah, so we're just gonna kind of searching around a couple cards that are going to be going on. Um, more importantly, I can't wait. October eighteenth, back at TD Garden, so in Boston, Massachusetts, about to welcome Dominic Reyes versus Chris Weidman. Um, that's gonna it's be fun. That. That's gonna be a fun fight to watch. So, Anthony. Anything else that you want to talk about for the fuck happen? Nah. Nah. Why don't you give me your link in love then? Alright. Uh, link in love. Hey, them Huskers won. How about that first off? Uh, disappointed against Colorado, but we looked good against uh, Northern Illinois. Um, offensive line's got some work to do. Link in love. I just... Our baby's almost here. Uh, Aaron... Just dropping and dropping it, like watching her waddle is just so much fun. <laughs> like quack at her, I'm like she'll be walking like quack. Um, my kid, like my, my kids, my dude, my kid. How about that? My, my daughter, my five year old daughter, Sydney, is choosing healthy food over chicken nuggets and corn dogs at school. We literally just got the receipt from the, her uh, lunch audits. And she's choosing chef salads. And I'm like, what the heck? She says it's because of cucumbers. Uh, because the cucumbers are on there and she loves cucumbers. But that is so crazy. That, that little five-year-old has learned so much in school. Like, she comes home and teaches Maddox. And it's just, it's great. Being, being a father, I mean, Cliff, you've been a father for seven years? She's, she's seven eight or eight. Years. Eight years. Yep. Uh, like, like being a father, like I've been a father for a year to these kids and now I'm about to come my own. Just wow. It, it, it's something rewarding, but I, like you got to go through it with Kira, uh, being going through preschool to kindergarten to first grade and so on. And I never really got it. We never really talked about what it was like. And now I'm sitting here and I'm just watching her. Like she teach, she tries to teach my two year old Maddox everything like how to say apple or or to count and maddox's maddox's communications gotten so much better because of it 
So that's my Lincoln love is my five-year-old daughter, Sydney. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. You know, it's something that we've talked about um, a couple times, actually. And I think I still kind of want to do it. So I think I'm still, still thinking about throwing this down for a podcast. Um, eventually, I'm going to throw a podcast together, and it's going to be called, like, um, Dad Talk or something to that. Yeah. Like, I haven't really thought about it yet. But, um, yeah, we're going to invite, like, other fathers, um, and we're just going to talk. It's just going to just kind of bullshit about crazy things that are happening and uh, situations. And the idea isn't for um, to be like, well, we know what we're talking about. It's, it's literally just different dads and different generations and just talking about things that have happened and how we're able to kind of move around the situation. And I'm sure we'll find different topics that we'll talk about, whether it's, I don't know, weird stuff. But I don't want to get into it yet because we haven't set a plan for it. But, yeah, you're right, man. Like, it's, it's great being a dad. So, you know, it's cool. So, um, Anthony, where can they find you? All right, first off, let's talk about 22. 22 veterans die every day from uh, battles that they can't win mentally, physically, emotionally. And uh, me and Cliff, big-time veterans, uh, we both did our time. We both went over to Iraq, did our thing. Um, and we both suffer from depression and anxiety and other things. Uh together a lot of times like like when we need to talk when you talk we're talking to each other julie she has her own uh depression that she goes through she has her own uh ptsd that she goes through so if you're a product of the ptsd that that from anything that you do don't be afraid to reach out to us we like to talk we have a fucking podcast you're watching us on youtube now um Reach out to us. We might not answer immediately. Like, I have four calls on my phone right now, and I'm do- doing a podcast. Right after this podcast, I'm going to reach out and see what's going on, see if it's people that need help. But if you need me and you want to message me on Instagram, it's AnthonyLuhan1985. And if you want to message me on Twitter or Snapchat, it's aluhan1985. Add me. I'll add you. Let's send some freaky stuff. So... You know, once again, I just want to reiterate, you know, this is the time of the year where things start to get kind of bleak because, like, the sun's obviously going down early. We have daylight saving time. A lot of people kind of feel like the downs because, obviously, it's always dark. Um, but it's not always dark. You know, we're here to reach out. We're here to talk to you guys. Um, just reach and talk. That's all. And we, we get it. We're here with you guys. We're always in the, we're in the trenches, too. Like, we understand the battles. Like, all of us, uh, we may not walk the same shoes that you're walking in, but we can definitely empathize with what you're going through so don't be afraid reach out we're always here for you guys um twitter snapchat instagram tiktok reddit whatever you guys want to playstation 4 cm underscore miller 85 that's where you can find me that's where i'm always at and you guys can just come talk to me whenever you guys want so and, and vero actually i just added my vero account so cm underscore 85 on that as well with that being said anthony let them know tell them bye 22. And with that, good fight and good night.